Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, I'm Steph. And I'm Simon. And welcome to The Food Fight, where we offer a different perspective on food culture issues around Australia and the world. We'll talk with chefs, producers, business owners and experts to hear their stories and find out what makes them tick. This episode we chat with Nick Wong from Chichiabella about working with owners on concepts and about taking a vision and turning it into a successful restaurant. All right, welcome to another episode of the Food Fight Podcast. My name is Steph Postuma, your host, alongside the South Coast legend, Simon Evans. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we start our podcast with an acknowledgement of country. Uh, here where we are today, we'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, who are the traditional custodians of the land where we gather here in Sydney, and pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging. All right, let's introduce our guest. We're here with Nick Wong at Chichibella in Bondi. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Great. Thanks so much for joining us again. Um, Nick, we've got heaps to talk about in a relatively short amount of time, so let's get straight to it. Uh, the reason we wanted to talk to you is because you've got a really sort of um, diverse range of experiences in a lot of um, different types of kitchens and different types of cuisines. So let's get a bit about your background first. You started your apprenticeship with Kylie Kwong? Yeah, did junior years with Kylie um, at Billy Kwong and then went on to Rockpool, um, did some time with um, the Bodega Boys, um, opened up the Apollo, uh, Chocho-san, Greco. Um, yeah, I've worked with uh, Jock, um, did the pop-up at Ferrana, yeah. was the head chef for, for the Sydney pop-up, which was... Uh, that was an opening of all openings, that I think. Wild. That was that was that was <laughs> out of control. I remember, you know, we were we were we were knocking walls down to get mixes into certain parts of the kitchen and wow. all sorts of things. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty wild. That was just like a huge operation. Yeah. Was, well, was you know, was, like they awesome. they brought up they brought up like two semi trailers. Yeah, of all the tables um, and chairs of all equipment and stuff like that. And then from Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they brought it all up from there. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it was pretty gnarly, and and I only fell into it just like. I think like Greta, the, the GM, she, she only really knew they're doing like six weeks before, or like yeah. six, six eight weeks before, and it was like, okay, go. Yeah. And she had like find Airbnbs for all the staff and, and wow. five and out. Like it was, yeah. Huge. It sounded crazy. Wow. So a lot of experience in a lot of really diverse uh, kitchens. But we wanted to talk to you because number one, opening a restaurant is a shit fight. A shit fight. Yeah. And I think something that we mentioned when we were talking before we started recording um, was 
Talking about vision and all these different places that you've worked at, one common thread that you that you find with these successful businesses, Jojo-san, Esther, Shua Mama, Apollo, um, all these all these places that you've been involved in the opening of is is that vision. Do you want to talk to us a bit about that common thread and sort of like what you saw in all those all those owners and chefs? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it it's important. You know, like I found it very important that. The people that I was working with, they had, they had a, they have a clear vision. However, they they feel fluid enough to warp that vision, or, or it needs to step a little to the left or a little to the right. Like it doesn't need to be, you know. As owners, I think more so on, on the owners kind of level. Like as long as they're willing to give things a go and adapt, that was that's a pretty big thing. I think, mm. um, you know, with the. It's it just doesn't work unless all things are aligned. Like it's much more than just putting amazing food on a plate nowadays. Mm. I think that's where a lot of chef owners can get caught up. For sure, um, just just trying to power through something. And mm. you, you kind of, as a chef, you hear all these stories about restaurants failing, 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 and then one thing happens, and suddenly they're busy. And mm. it can be very easy to sort of kind of persevere without actually stepping back and having a look at the environment you're in, the, you know, the community you're in the area and being like right is this is this the right restaurant for this space mm. um, and that's why I think the, there can be that divide when you have a, a sort of maybe an arrogant young head chef and an owner or an owner chef um, and sometimes you need other people in your life whether it's your staff or, or you know, people outside to maybe pull you back and make you look at the bigger picture mm. sometimes and so I mean you're culinary director here and have you know been in brand development for the Apollo over in Tokyo and uh, brought on like as an opening chef in multiple places. What what is it about the process of opening or the process of creating a brand or a concept that you find appealing? Yeah, the I guess well the first initial the opening sector of it. I guess that's that's kind of something that I love. Like I love that. I love that 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 adrenaline that it pumps through you for the first six weeks it's mm. it's a natural high <laughs> usually during those times i'm really like really you know even more determined and very very focused and i you know like i i i, I don't it's non-stop like, yeah it's non-stop it's it's you know constantly uh, thinking and solving problems like there's no time to yeah. see any of your friends no, no. Well, usually, usually for me in an opening, it's like I don't drink alcohol. Like I don't like really like wake up at six o'clock every morning. I'm in, you know like just go 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 go. Just because I kind of you know those first that like any you know like I think the first the the, the first few weeks are so crucial to to getting everyone else on board. You know like staff retention. Like mm. if you if you don't if you if you just throw them into especially junior guys throw them into something that they have no experience in yeah. without giving them steps of hey you have to put this here and that here and all this kind of stuff then they're not going to be field driven you know because yeah. not everyone not everyone not everyone's a chief well yeah I mean it, it, it's hard to you want to put all your staff in a position to succeed. And you need to give them those systems and, and you know, there's, there's things in place so they know what to do in the steps. Um, otherwise, you're just you know, throwing them to the lines. Mm. But then the other part is it's very hard to write those systems in a restaurant that doesn't exist yet mm. because things happen, other things change. So, I mean, some of the hardest parts for me and openings have been part of is 
you put everything in to start with and you're like, okay, cool, that's done. And it's a crazy big week. And then the next couple of weeks, you're just trying to fix the things you spent a week doing to try and clean them up. <laughs> the don't yeah, exactly how you visit. Yeah, like, oh, that, that, that supply didn't come through or, you know, we've lost a chef. Fuck, how do we run this kitchen with one less chef? Like, there's all these problems that just kind of on go. Mm. Um, so it, you, it's hard to predict a lot of these things before the restaurant's actually, if we get a feel for it, if we get a feel for the kitchen. And I think that's the kind of talent itself, being able to look at a space and be like, this is how it's going to work. Mm. And if you can nail that, that's, that's very, that's a talent. So I want to talk about that sort of, that brand development role and where the sort of line is drawn between creating, like creating the concept and, and being, being an opening chef. So like you, an opening chef could just, you know, have the practical, practical roles in terms of like, ordering everything for the kitchen and helping the kitchen to be set up in the way it is and just making sure that everything needs to be in the right place and the staff are trained and roster systems and all those sorts of things are set up. But like your role as brand development, you know, in brand development, um, for example, in the Apollo in Tokyo, was that a much more sort of detailed conversation from the outset as like, we want to open this venue and we want your input into what what we think it could be and help us make it as, as good as it can be as a chef. Mm. Like, is that, is that a sort of a different role compared to some of the other openings as like just an opening chef? Yeah, I think so. I, I, that, that definitely kind of just slowly kind of developed anyway. I guess um, my time when I was head chef at Chocho San, it kind of morphed into just that little bit more um, where I started thinking about the other like, why we needed, like, why, you know, okay, yeah, it's great. The first six months, we're just getting smashed just because, you know, we, we're new kids on the block, especially in, during that time yeah. in Sydney, you know, there's, it's, it, it's very much, you know. The, the new place. The new place, that's it. Place. You, you, yeah. You, yeah. You're busy for the first six months. And, and now it's like, you know, during this time opening in Parramatta, it's like, doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Because it's a different kind of time. Like, mm. it's, it, it is what it is. So, you know, to keep that, keep that foot on the gas, let's say, after that six-month period, I'm like, okay, I'm happy with the food and everyone's happy with all that, but, like, let's, now we've got to look at really creating this brand to have longevity mm. and create something that, you know, it's not... That's when I, like, dropped... I feel like, anyway, I dropped a lot more of my ego and cooking for myself a lot more and wanted that i think i was cooking for the venue and the brand and designing things with uh, with not just like uh, yeah it was we wanted it to taste good and stuff like that and wanted it to look good but is it on brand because mm. i think that's important too especially in our field it's kind of a, a problem solving in itself like good chefs tend to like solving problems we said before there's always problems come up and solving them is that bit of a rush but having set criteria mm. and then trying to kind of connect the dots or just fill in the spaces with what's going to work like that, that's quite a fascinating thing to do and especially if it's something um you, know, you work this like you know, one hat two hat level and you're doing this very kind of fine dining style when you kind of have a small strip back thing you're like what what like how can i make this you know simple for the kitchen quick to go out tasty and all these kind of confinements and then finding a thing that kind of fits in that space that's that's a kind of interesting creativity in itself that wouldn't be, most people wouldn't think as a kind of traditional creativity. But like, I, I quite enjoy doing that um, and that kind of level, which I imagine yeah. for yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why, you know, I guess, you know, I love the cooking part of it, but you know, there also comes a time like 
I've been cooking for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it's like, uh, I can't run like, I can't, you know, keep, keep yeah. up with the younger mm. guys. I, I still can. I'd like to think I can. Yeah, like, I mean, but it's, as you get older, you work, you work smarter. Yeah, like, 100%. Like, yeah, like, you work smarter. You, yeah. work, you work slower than apprentice moves, but you're just, you're just not wasting any energy. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's economical. Yeah. So you were talking about that, that six-month rush at the start being new, especially in a place like Potts Point. Um, you know, just like a really well-known dining scene and stuff. Was there a conversation before opening that was like, all right, well, like we know we're going to be busy from the outset, but like what are the things that are going to give us longevity? Or after that first six months, was there a, a meeting or a sit down where you were like, we're, we're here now? We've done the first six months successfully. This is what we wanted out of the first six months of this business. And now, what, like, what are the what are the things we're going to change to mm. to keep us moving? Th- th- those kind of conversations are pretty ongoing. Um, they were at that time when I was working with Jonathan, and then even like now, like you know, like Morris and I talk almost every day, mm. just about how we can how we can better, how can we better this brand? How can we better the venues? How can we make things? easier how can we make things more fun and and you know the list goes on and on and on and on and but being specific about product and brands i guess you know it's just ongoing i guess it's just That's ongoing the, yeah it's just it, and it needs to be it needs to be and it's, it comes back to that being able to 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 working with bosses like morris who are happy to go you know, we work together on it and we make decisions together rather than, mm. you know, like, yeah, we sit, we fit a brief. We're obviously not going to steer away from being an, a, a casual Italian eatery mm. and whether or not we have, you know, that's, but we never wanted to, we've never made it, we've never make it, want to make it a chain. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's a big difference in that as well. Um, you know, Parramatta venue is, is very it's totally different because it's 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 set for a cbd kind of setting it's mm. it's steers away from a bit more of the the share concept whereas in bondi we you know it, it's it's grungier it's louder there's a lot more art on the walls um it's a darker venue whereas there is a bit more it's just you know suiting clientele yeah okay there you mm. go we just it's just it has to be that and yeah. this has to be this are the men, do the menus change between the venues much? Yeah, we uh, I try and change them. Well, I mean, Paramount has only been operating for two months now. So we kind of, we have changed it quite a bit just to make sure things work. Yeah. Um, especially just during the drop, um, just coming up to Christmas in, in just in the numbers and stuff like that due to the, the alarm bells ringing again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think for, for efficiency sake and for... For you know, just um, just to make sure that we can keep people in jobs, which was super important, mm. and I know it is for everyone. Mm. Um, yeah, we 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 did change it a little bit, but yeah, we do we just we just change it as we feel. Yeah, like, okay. or, if, or you know, and that's part of also like Morris might love something. He sends me a picture of something, and I'm like, oh, it's not really. You know, is that what we want? Like, and that's coming back to the brand part as well. It's like, mm. oh, do we really want? You know, like, do we really want to do? that level of like service whereas it might not work in this kind of setting yeah yeah it must be it must be such a positive relationship like a lot of the time to have um with an owner where 
you can disagree with them sometimes and they don't take it to heart and, and yeah. vice versa. There's a, that, take, that takes some time. Yeah. Like trust, trust is big yeah. and I guess, you know, um, yeah, it, it, it definitely does. It definitely does. You, you have to have that. Like, so my business partner, Kavo Tom, we would, we would argue, like not like shouting arguing, <laughs> it would be like, a bit like, like two old ladies. Two like bickering, a married couple. Like a married yeah. couple bickering. <laughs> but we would, we would just discuss everything like whether it was like the font we used or like when mm. we opened night parrot it was like two in the morning and we were just trying to like design the sort of menu the way it looked and because it was going to share plates i didn't like having that thing of like recommending how many plates someone should have and tom quite liked it and he's like i think we need it so people understand it and we spent like 45 minutes just talking about like the words <laughs> and, like semantics <laughs> of how mm. to word that like two in the morning and we just looked at each other like what the fuck are we doing <laughs> like let's put it down like that just move on but the fact yeah. that we we like questioned and everything got debated like every single thing and we do have sort of contrasting views and we would you know knock heads until an outcome came but mm. we knew we were both kind of pulling for the same the same way so it, it it was it was a good dynamic to have and you know the fact that we did waste some time at two in the morning occasionally talking about stuff that probably didn't matter that was across the whole, you know, mm. the whole mm. well, well, when 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 i find myself in moments like that um we always kind of we always come back to our mission statements mm. where and and it kind of just sets us on a yeah, on right. a, it sets us on a better course like come back to that and then, and again the mission statement does change all the time mm-hmm. and that's a thing that you know it's often usually we try and write it in that first piece of paper or first page of the book that we're kind of writing on 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 whether or not it was Chichbella or whatever, but just like, let's save that for example, you know, oh, what are we setting out to achieve? You know, mm. what, do, what is it this, like, let's come back to this and that, you know, whether or not we word something like this on the menu or like mm. that on the menu, what best describes what our, what that, what the original idea is or the original vision mm-hmm. kind of is. That's kind of, yeah, what, we, what I find is a good tool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like having, having that congruency and having that consistency throughout is important because you see i mean you see it down to some people's menus where there's there's this kind of weird mix of dishes mm. and from different styles even more so now with like, <laughs> well yeah yeah and, right. and, you, and you can't blame some people sometimes yeah sure sure, they're like, sure oh what, what do people like they like curry chuck a curry mm. on it and then they yeah. chuck something else on it and then, then before you know it it's this weird kind of mix um and you can kind of see why they do it but and it probably comes down to not having that original thought and that original mission statement like you said to kind of mm. keep them grounded to keep them where they want to go and, and rather than going let's add stuff it's like well maybe we take things away maybe we refine maybe we we tweak and we change rather than constantly trying to just grab a customer because of one dish or or like you know one giveaway on facebook or, or whatever it might be um so yeah the consistency through a restaurant i think you can tell when it's off mm. you can tell when it's not there is there is there elements of you know when you have a conversation with morris are there things that are sort of like Nick, it's not your responsibility to be worried about this. Leave that to me and vice versa. And, and, and then you might want to step into each other's territory a little bit. And it's... And it's no, because I think I understand, like, you know... Yeah, I understand where, 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 I, need, where, where I need to help him yeah. and where he needs to help me. Okay. Um, I, it's pretty clear for me. Like, okay. I'm like, you know, we have... There's multiple people that do bits and pieces but ultimately myself and our GM and, and Morris we all 
build the concept and all that kind of stuff together. And that's a pretty free thinking whenever we just have a, like whenever we just go out for dinner or we have a, have a glass of wine after work or whatever it be, that's pretty, that's super progressive and also super open. But then it's kind of like, we all know what we all can break away from. We split off from those meetings and we're like, all right, we know what we need to focus on. So I kind of don't step on Mm. the toes where I don't need to. Mm. It can be quite difficult when you're invested in the brand and you and so if someone changed something it might be their responsibility but if you don't feel that's consistent with the stuff you're doing that can be quite hard to separate yourself mm. like that um so it's gonna be i mean and i think that again is very important yeah and 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 like it comes back as i just said before about trust as well you know i, I i've only I haven't been working with morris for extremely long amount of time we've known each other but you know i think he's he's given me a lot of um he's given me a lot of play and a lot of things that i can do my way and 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 make things better because but because we've had really good open conversations yeah it seems like i think that that's something that seems consistent as well with a lot of chefs that we talk to that um don't own their venues is the owners allowing chefs a level of responsibility that's going to give them satisfaction and stuff that they can take ownership of and and trust and and just just being trustful that that person wants what's best for your brand and what's best for Mm. your business and that you that you're working together on on something um it, it seems to just time after time like allowing people the flexibility and freedom to show enough creativity to keep them satisfied um well at the same time enough trust that that they want what's best for the long run it's mm. yeah common through everything i think especially when yeah when it's not a chef owner yeah i think that so i've owned my own restaurant and worked for myself and got to but was just able to do whatever the fuck i wanted for for three and a half years and now working for someone else and i don't think i'd want to have an owner if i was doing my food or like my you know the, the pure expression of my food i'd like to do i definitely wouldn't want to have someone else i'd definitely have more decision makers but i wouldn't want to be working someone in that context where they could fuck with my vision <laughs> but working with someone else doing something with with some constructs there and, and some of their ideas i'd, I'd, I'd enjoy that as mm. maybe not quite as much but um, <laughs> almost as much as do, doing my own food and, and working together and and having those multiple uh, thoughts and decisions about the best way to, to get this food mm. on, you know, to people and, and how they're best going to enjoy it. I think they can be just quite two different um, vibes. Do you, do you, Nick, what's it like? I mean, I think that superficially it might sound like there's more satisfaction in a chef opening their own restaurant and doing the food that's 100% their food from the start. Like, it's like, this is my food. Um, I'm, I'm just I've got the vision is there as much satisfaction in, and then you, and you probably had more flexibility like that in previous roles but um, is there more satisfaction in that or just as much satisfaction in working with an owner to generate food concept and, and a menu that that really works for mm. a business like this yeah I, I guess um, I I never think of it as my food I always, I think of it as our food like it's 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 the venue it comes back like the venues like cooking for the venue not cooking for myself I've I really I, I like I like I love too many things yeah you know that's the another thing too like I love too many things like there's no 
you know, I guess a lot of people have pigeonholed me previously in saying, you know, you just, yeah, he does Japanese. And I did it for like a really long time. I had a really strong, you know, had a really strong presence in that. But, you know, the truth is like, I'm lucky enough to be have jumped around to so many amazing places, and and it's also got to do with being in Sydney. Mm. Sydney's just you know has a bit of everything. Yeah, but yeah, like I, I as far as like the my food concept goes, like is, is that cooking for the venue and cooking for the brand is a yeah, bit yeah. different. You yeah, know, sure. like like I, I believe in I, I believe in I believe in hospitality and I believe in having fun. I believe in patrons having fun. And whether or not, you know, Italian, like, you know, Italian food might not be my, I might not be the best Italian cook, but I know how to, I know how to create, I know how to be hospitable and I know how to create um, places where people can have, come and enjoy themselves. Yeah. I mean, do you think the city is not ready for your brand of Greek, Italian, Japanese, <laughs> fusion cuisine? Oh, <laughs> uh, you said fusion. You said fusion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's great. Um, like, lastly, just to finish off, um, what's it like? What's it like, sort of moving through all these cuisines? Like we were talking about. Like, I mean, you obviously spent a significant amount of time in e- each each of the different ones. But do you think that your sort of work across multiple different types of cuisines through your career sort of people, strengthened people think it that's more your other a, a kind of very hard thing to do mm. is to move between styles of food and cuisines. Mm. Um. Look, as I said, like I don't, I like because I, I enjoy too many things, and maybe, maybe there's a part of me that you know I don't have that attention span to stay <laughs> stick to one thing yeah. for, for, for for you know like I li- I love the you know now you know, like for for some time now I've been multi venue and you know like. I've all often thought about, and I think every single person, especially in the last year, went through that thought in their head of like, "Shit, I should just go and open something small, bur- burger or joint, whatever." Yeah, burger joint, <laughs> pizza joint, you know, and and yeah, I, I honestly thought of it too, and yeah. like I had a bit of capital put away, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it could probably happen," but you know, the opportunity came up to stay here, like to to take on take over this kind of um, this brand and go, and I was like, "Yeah." building brands is what like when I look back on my past and I know I can do it I want to try and do like I want to build it and that's the, that's something that I love the challenge mm. that's the challenge like that's the mm. thing that's that's the thing you know I'm hungry for that yeah like, I'm hungry to make this right and make this work and it doesn't mean like me grinding in the kitchen it's a yeah. bit more than that it's more about the holistic look at what we can achieve yeah, I mean, like the the opening is exciting. Yeah, necessarily. like it is a is a rush. I'm not sure I'd, I'd have liked to do it as many times as you have. <laughs> um, but if if someone like like right now, I've been like chill for a little bit. If someone came to me as like, do you want to come help open? Like a wee little sadistic part of my mind would be like, oh yeah, I could do another couple of hundred hour weeks going. That'd be right. <laughs> That'd be a laugh. Um, so it's exciting, and and the daily grind of a kitchen is pretty monotonous and boring. Um, so. It, it's definitely something that yeah it, it's you get, you get the excitement and a bit less of the grind it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing right because people might think that like to progress to the level of 
like a master chef in any description or in any way. Mm. I mean, that can happen across a range of cuisines in different ways and stuff like that. But the way that many people think of it here is like, is like, well, that's like two hat land, three hat land where you, like as a chef, you're refining techniques in the kitchen and you're doing interesting and new things with food. But another, another, you know, another pathway to become a master in certain things is being able to execute like what you're talking about is like you, you can cook, you know, you can cook like you, you can cook a range of different types of cuisines and things, but your passion is in building brands and making menus and mm. working with owners and making food that works. And that's just as much the job of a chef mm. as it is to learn how to verify whatever the fuck it might be. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I think, yeah, that, that whole part as well. And, and, and something that we kind of haven't really talked about is also the development of other chefs. Mm. I think that's, you know, my, my, my time at, at Rockpool, I really saw a lot of really, like it had the infrastructure to be able to do things like that. Um, and I really want to kind of, you know, I think now is a time where a lot of the, the, the amazing young chefs aren't going overseas because they can't. Yeah, yeah. So we've got them here. So let's, you know, like, mm. let's invest in that. And, you know, if it means, you know, a couple more percent in wages because I have to spend some time down at Bondi or whatever it be and, and teach someone how to cook with wood fire properly mm. and spend a week with them, then so be it. But look what I get out of it. Like yeah. I get this, you know, like I've got an amazing young cook on the, on the wood fire right now and I'm just, because I'm giving him that time now. Yeah. Like I want to do that and I can do that. I'm in a position to do that. Mm. And that's exciting when you, when you find someone who's, who's engaged yeah. into it and you think like, shit, you, <clears throat> you could do real good things. Yeah, well now I really believe it. Like now's the time where, because every young cook would, you know, you, they go to Europe mm. yeah. straight away, do a couple of years, go and do, you know, do a year, just commit a year or two to key or something like that. Yeah. And then you're like, boom, yeah, you can stage anywhere mm. because of it. But now... Shoalhaven instead now. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking for good chefs. Or Byron, everyone's like <laughs> north and south, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I, think the, um, the, I think really the, the best way to, to rate a restaurant is to look at the chefs that have come out of that kitchen and what they've done. I think that is kind of the true testament to how... Maybe not, not always quite how healthy a, a team is, but how good that restaurant is. So you look at some of the you know, legendary great restaurants in Australia um, and then you track how many chefs have gone on to do good stuff. And that's a real, mm. a real test of that. And if you look at all the top restaurants, you're going back to sort of like Bank in the early 2000s yeah. where my old uh, head chef worked that just had multiple hats and Michelin stars mm. and, and great people doing awesome things that are still, you know, working this day. You know, Rockpool's had so mm. many people working it. The team you just described it, uh, Kylie Kwong, just, just sounds like that's like the, you know, also who's who of, of chefs right now. Mm. I think that that's a good sign of, of a good restaurant. Mm. It's an interesting thing, position to find yourself in now, Nick, that you're one of those people that has the opportunity to educate these these people and like you said you've identified that now's the time because mm. the these these young ones are here so take yeah. the opportunity yeah and just try, just try and keep them like i know it's all it's it's all you know you you often get um get you want to go to the glitzy and the the, the glam kind of kitchens of places overseas but now like yeah, I just I, I I honestly think that that's that's one of the strongest things that's it has come out of this whole situation. Mm. Is that yeah, mm. cool. I think a lot of young chefs are going places to learn techniques, 
So if, if they, they, you know, everyone wants to cook with fire right now. So mm. if they know there's a, a kitchen where they've got a great wood fire oven or heaps of Perilla grills and someone knows how to do it, the large dunk chefs are searching that out as much as prestige of restaurants. Yeah. Um, I think there's a, there's a little bit less impetus on every young chef having to go and open a three-hat restaurant. Yeah. Um, a lot more impetus on go and open a good restaurant. Yeah. No matter what rating yeah. someone decides to give you. Yeah. Um, all right. Lastly, we're sitting here in Chichibella in Bondi and there's one in Parramatta now as well. Um, what can customers expect when they come here and like what sort of things are you looking looking ahead with like into the future if you think about your role and where where you want to take these places i think look we we just we build it all around atmosphere and experience it's just, it, it the food is important but equally important is you know the sound the lighting the art the that yeah the the I don't want to say ambience because I think it's <laughs> such a... <laughs> yeah, it's not word. the right word to say. <laughs> you just imagine like soft jazz. <laughs> when <just> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you just, I, I think, you know, vibe. like it's vibe. vibe. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's whole package. I, I, don't, I don't believe that... I don't believe... I would never want that to... to, to you know, like to come here solely, you, like as in making a destination or restaurant purely to come and see me cook on the wood fire oven is crap like i hate that <laughs> yeah like that's not what you come here do you come here to just enjoy yourself yeah and that's kind of uh, with all of the brands and you know we, we we're looking into the future and we've probably you know we've definitely got more we've got one more lined up in the in the next few months so another know, one of these or a new or a new thing? I, it'll be a chichabella yeah, no, nice. yeah another one um but just you know uh the one uh, you know we've got an osteria and a track Trattoria, so the kind of we might make it a little bit different. Um, it could have, it, it, it again, it'll have a similar kind of DNA, let's say, mm. but it will be slightly different. Menu might be different, you know, just just certain little things. Yeah, will be yeah, awesome. there'll be a bit of change. Cool. Well, it's an awesome venue. I came here for dinner recently and had some bang and vongole and. Some great drinks, some great wines, some great cocktails and things like that. Um, doing awesome things. And, mate, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, Good luck with what's nice. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Mate. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, dear listeners. Steph here. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Food Fight. If you want to get in touch with us, it's at The Food Fight Podcast on Instagram or The Food Fight Podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you and we want to talk to you. Please leave us a five star review on iTunes. That really helps. If you want to hit me up, it's quicksandfood.com or at quicksandfood on Instagram. And if you want to get in touch with Simon, it's Simon underscore Evans underscore TBD on Instagram. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again with another episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.